welcome into a new episode of Scarves Up. I'm your host, Nathaniel Maymoudis. Glad to be back with you today. Joining me, your favorite guest, David Maymoudis. Hello, everyone. Last time we talked, we weren't sure what was going to be the state of the MOS Is Back tournament. Uh, only one team had been uh, kicked out of the tournament at that time. It was FC Dallas. Uh, that was because we did this on Tuesday before the tournament started on that Wednesday. Well, then on Thursday, it was announced that Nashville would also be removed for the, from the tournament. So that meant that the Chicago Fire got moved into the Sounders group. And we've already had our game against Chicago. This game, this podcast coming to you one day before a Sounder must win against the Vancouver uh, game. But really, before we talk about the Sounders two games, what have your thoughts been on the overall tournament? It has been happening. Uh, There's only been two 0-0 games. What do you think? Yeah, you know, we've still got 24 of 26 teams. There have been a few games postponed a little bit, moved back and moved around a little bit. But overall, especially considering the utter chaos that is Florida's general response to the pandemic, uh, overall the tournament seems to be going on. You know, we haven't had many individual players drop out. Um, So, you know, I think we have to be glad that uh, U.S. Soccer is back, that we're watching a lot of MLS games. Uh, the scheduling has been chaotic. You know, whether the whole thing is fair is obviously open for debate. You know, where we ended up with four groups, I mean, six groups of four teams each, you know, sort of ended up more balanced than the original plan. It's perfect. I mean, yeah. You much know, easier almost to as though they planned it that way. You know, who knows if they just decided which teams, you know, didn't like their hotel rooms and that's why they kicked them out rather than anything else. What have you thought about the broadcasts? Uh, ESPN is really experimenting with some... You know, obviously uneven. Overall, having the remote broadcasters has maybe gone, you know, better than you would expect. Um, you know, some of the, the camera tricks they're playing, you know, the nobody was very happy with the giant Adidas logo, but people oh, don't seem too terrible. unhappy Thank with God the two-thirds it. size Adidas logo. You know, and there uh, have been a couple of strange effects going on with the uh, blue-screened advertising. And it's always amusing when somebody kicks a highball up in front of the virtual uh, the virtual scoreboard and you see the ball disappear temporarily. Um, but, you know, overall there have been, it, you know, it hasn't been that much of an intrusion in the game. You know, I haven't heard much from the players about how they feel about the, the virtual crowds. Um, where where do you stand? So Fox Sports is adding is adding uh, the crowd noise, and you can um, and you can watch it online without it if you want. Uh, but ESPN is just they just have the they put a lot of mics like on the field, um, you know, and you can really hear the coaches and the players talking. Uh, some of that is funny because the players. Uh, uh, don't really like to censor themselves during games. Which one do you prefer? Of course, the Premier League is doing it too. Um, yeah, you know, the without the crowd noise, it can sound a little bare. 
um, you know, I'm, I've, in some ways I've been surprised how much yelling is going on and how difficult it is to follow. You know, at any given time, there are four or five overlapping conversations. Except for the fact when you think about it, that's pretty much how, they, how much they talk in, in a normal game. Right. I mean, again, I'm not saying that it's, you know, maybe what I'm comparing it to is, you know, if I'm on a soccer field, you know, first of all, we communicate or, yeah, less. When... And second of all, you hear the people near you rather than... The people from all corners of the field, or if just a uh, if you're at like a kids game, you're always telling um, you're always telling them uh, to talk more. Right. Um, so I mean, so again, it's been interesting hearing that, but um, it conveys less of a tactical sense. You know, I sort of would, I sort of would have thought that, you know, we would sort of know more what the players were thinking about and. You know, maybe this could be more true if it were a team I knew really well, um, you know, rather than an average MLS game. But anyway, I, you know, I, I think I don't dislike the crowd noise enough so much that I would, you know, go seek out the live stream without it. Um, and I understand why they, you know, why they're putting it in to restore some feeling of normalcy. I think it's working better uh, in the Premier League. Uh, I don't know if it's just... The sound mixer for it NBC Sports is if, better. You know, like the players, the Premier League is uh, paying its sound mixer 5x as much. And yeah. The difference in quality. The, the Fox Sports ones has, I feel like the crowd noise has been a little bit, um, has been a little bit too high at points. Um, uh, and I mean, I maybe it's good that you can't always hear the, um, the announcer. Um, or like it feels like they're reaching because the announcers do hear it. I think I'm. I think it is true if you're an announcer and you're used to like um, having to like scream because the crowd's being loud. If you take that away, it's hard to get excited. So them hearing it does make them uh, excited. Have you heard any of the players talk about the, what the difference in 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 atmosphere means to them? Uh, I I saw some. I, I've definitely seen some tweets. From people in the Premier League haven't heard anything about MOS players. Um, about at the beginning, people were saying they thought Premier League it was too quiet and they like this, but um, it's it's really just personal opinion, I think. And have you heard from the Sounders or anybody how the environment at the Dolphin and Swan or the rest of the MLS bubble experience is affecting? either their play or how they're enjoying this month of life in Florida. It seems like the Sounders are in, are enjoying themselves. I mean, they got, they, they have, they're either on the seventh or eighth floor. I think they were on the eighth floor. Um, um, and Schmetzer talked about how apparently they have some ping pong and they got some old arcade games and, uh, the players were liking those old arcade games, and so was he. Uh, but then the Sounders have also had like mandatory rest time, um, so they for a quiet time, uh, just like when you're like a ten year old going to summer camp. Um, and uh, I've also seen some videos of them having a good time in the pool. There's been some other players who've been complaining about the food not being very good, but then other players were like. You're spoiled. You're rich. Just eat the sandwich. Um, so, I mean, it's a, it's a mix. It seems like they're they're enjoying it. I saw one thing. It looked like the players have the magic bands to get into um 
to get into the, like the the workout area. I saw Christian Rodon testing that out, um, but it seems it seems like for the most part they're enjoying stuff. And now that all the teams have been there for um, a good amount of time, uh, they're all the the testing has. Uh, we haven't seen any positive tests in a while, which is which is good. Yep, so it seems like it's accomplished the main things it set out to do. You know, get the games back on television, let the games happen. Um, so you know, obviously, as we move into the the knockout stages of the tournament, it'll have a different characteristic. I don't know if the teams who get out will stick around to watch or if they'll just immediately head back home. Yeah, because I, I also haven't seen anything about Dallas going, if, if they've left yet, or Nashville. I haven't read if they've left because they were staying... Um, they were still there, like, last weekend. Um, and I don't know if anyone has, has a plan yet for, you know, when or yeah. where, under what conditions the next game after August 11th might be. Yeah, it's, I mean, like, it, that all really depends, if you ask me, on how uh, how Major League Baseball, um, which is getting ready to start again, um, how, how their games go, um, if it goes well. Um, since they're going to be traveling, traveling mostly can, in the region, they're not playing across country. Right, but if they can pull off a they uh, real world bubble, then that would provide a map for other leagues to try to get started up again. Yeah. Uh, uh, so we'll 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 keep um, up to date on that. Um, yeah, just also just moving forward going into the knockout stage, we still don't know what the schedule is going to look like. Like They haven't announced, like, if you come in first in Group A, then you're going to play second place in Group B. They haven't announced that, so... Right, a certain amount of making it up as they so go along. So, are, are they yeah. just going to pick the matchups, the matchups in them? Um, or is it really hard seem, to know. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, some people, my co-host perhaps among them, will complain whatever happens that the... The well, if, it, if they likes, pick it we'll last time, slots. it would seem rigged. Yep. So I guess for now, we'll just hope that there are still 16 teams that are healthy and ready to play um, yep. when the knockout pairings are announced and that the Sounders are among them, obviously. Okay, so let's talk about the two games that the Sounders have had. First game against San Jose, um, 0-0 finished. Sounders with... A couple of chances. I, uh, Ra- Raul Roy Diaz had some that were from distance. Nothing that was like uh, a, a clear going uh, go opportunity. Their keeper has been absolutely terrible. He's come up with some of the worst mistakes you'll ever see. Right, and, uh, it, and it just definitely seemed like really there was a reasonable chance the Sounders would get some opportunities like that, but it also seemed quite possible that uh, San Jose's press might, you know, knock a ball loose and give them a goal. So um, man marking working in their favor. Always yeah, hard and to they, deal with. you know, they came out in that crazy style and were able to keep it up through the game. I guess that was my other hope that they would run out of steam two thirds of the way through, and um, the Sounders would be able to, um, you know, work against it with their superior talent and organization but it did not happen nobody scored uh so then our next game was three days later against chicago who was supposed to play on the opening wednesday um right but their instead first their game first game is so against they were, us they were playing their first game when the sounders are coming back on short rest 
Tuesday, 9 a.m. So some might say that playing a game was an advantage. Some would say the rest was an extra game was an was advantage. They were, Chicago's also been there longer since they their game was uh, first. But uh, I, I don't think the being in Orlando for longer does that much. But the three-day... Uh, the three-day break is absolutely ridiculous um, when we're looking at all the other teams and they're getting six uh, to seven, six, five, or from five to eight game days rest. Uh, New England played their second game yesterday on eight days rest, um, which is just insane. Not right. to mention the fact that this game uh, happened at 9 a.m. on Tuesday. The other game in our group, uh, Vancouver and San Jose, took place on Wednesday, and there was only one game on Wednesday, and it happened at night. Uh, so, why so the Sounders couldn't be in not that? The favorite, the, the friendliest thing, either so. to the Sounders players and coaches or to the Sounders fans. Um, I don't know, you know, how that decision was made or whether there were any formal protesting about that, about being. I think is it still the only Western Conference team expected to play at six in the morning West Coast time? Uh, I I I think so. I don't think any other West team has. So you know, obviously, putting together a schedule for this with all the disruptions happening on the fly is a complicated thing. And uh, especially, so I assume they had some good reason, but especially, don't know what it was. especially, I thought that they were not having any games overlap, um, which which obviously we're going to run into another problem. Uh, soon, and we'll, we'll mention that in a second. But then yesterday, we had two games at the same time, um, uh, so you couldn't so you, so right. you couldn't so that, watch. That, that makes it seem that there, so it there like are more slots available. They're using three fields. Right, hard to know how the hard to know how they couldn't find an available evening slot for that Sound of Chicago game. It's um, absolutely ridiculous. It makes no sense. Yep. Uh, in the game. Uh, Chicago scores first, same player who scored against us in March. I still believe that um, this should have been called back because when he goes into Arega, his elbow is way up by uh, Javier Arriaga's face. It's bad defending, but his elbow... He comes think, in with a lot of pace. I didn't think elbow, the elbow goes got up. him. I thought it was a shoulder charge to the, you know, to the upper part of Ariaga's body or head, um, you know. Which anyway, not a fun thing to be on the receiving end of. Um, I could see it having been called. I could see it not being called. You know, I mean, I think the it's never a winning strategy to complain about either the scheduling or the refereeing. Uh, it does make a difference, um, and the answer is you just have to play better and not have it come so close that one play like that can be the difference between winning and losing. Yeah, Rahul definitely had a chance in the first half. Could have put away. There was, and someone else also had a, a chance in the first half, um, which could have changed the game. Um, and but uh, when and then, we on Tuesday, um, uh, that game there had already been. Uh, like five game days, and there hadn't been a first half goal, um, and that continued at, with with that game. Uh, and, but Jordan Morris comes into the game. Buana scores. Um, uh, what do you think of Buana? Because uh, I I love Buana. 
Just saying his name is fun. Um, he has been an exciting attacking player. Um, you know, the question of should he be out there for 90 minutes? Is his game complete enough? Does he add enough he's to got the team the overall? Speed. He has the speed. He has the attacking creativity. And, you know, he's put together some things. But does he is he better in that role of coming in late with fresh legs uh, versus trying to play the full 90? Uh, Jordan Morris also, like, it seemed like he was cramping after the first game. So he came off the bench. Um, unlucky the Sounders couldn't hold on with the 1-1 one, one draw. Chicago would get back. It's another bad mistake from Arriaga. Right, Arriaga just post. loses corners. track of his man We entirely. can't be getting scored on on corners. Um, Chicago takes Right, and that's the kind of thing you expect from a forward who's, you know, supposed to be tracking back on defense and forgets about it, but your center back should not be making that mistake. Yep. Uh, for other players... Uh, in this game, we got to see a little more of the bench in this game. Um, we had uh, Huapo, H- Um He got the start um, because Morris was being rested. What do you think of his play? Of course, we saw him in a, we saw him for a couple minutes in the San Jose game. Um, you know, he was okay. I'd rather see him. You know, getting a chance to be a star on uh, the Tacoma Defiance than being. Uh, pulled into a first-team role quite yet. He looks like a promising homegrown player with a future for the Sounders. I will say that uh, in the last, like, 10 minutes, Alex Rodon is in the game. I've given him a lot of crap for not being good. This was, like, the first game where I felt he came in, he made an impact, he put some good balls into the box uh, late in the game. Um, so, Yeah, it was not as nice to see those work, crosses Alex. there. They didn't, you know, it's not clear we have a good target person. Um, to receive those without crosses, Brewing, we couldn't yeah. really do any of those and things. And goes out. Yep. So, um, what are yeah. You, what are you expecting for the lineup? Do you... I mean, obviously, as do we, is there any chance uh, Joao Paulo? I haven't, I haven't heard about Joao Paulo. I haven't heard, haven't seen if he's ruled out yet. Um, Yamar, uh didn't, haven't read if he's, if he's available. It didn't seem like he was, it was a huge injury. Before. Hopefully so I'm hoping he gets he's to back play. ready to go. Obviously, I'm hoping João Paulo is ready to go. Morris will definitely start. Right, do you think Buana will start? Um, or do you think do you think we play the same lineup we played against San Jose? Hopefully, well, hopefully João Paulo would come in if we're if if, but then right. it's pretty much the San Jose lineup. Um, I mean, my guess is that. Uh, Schmetzer would be more conservative and tend to start with the Lem if he needed him rather than rather than Buana, just the pattern that they've used them over. Um, but yeah, I mean, given that we need a win, obviously, ideally, we need some goal differential as well to increase our chances of well, being in the top four. Basically, if Chicago uh, beats San Jose, and that game's f- before the Sounders game tomorrow, uh, if, the, if they beat San Jose because San Jose... Uh, right now, uh, yeah, because right now San Jose has four points since they beat Vancouver in a wild game where Vancouver was winning three to one. Uh, because their goal difference right now is plus one. If they get beat, um, and then if they get beat by one, uh, or more, Sounders have to make up that difference. So, but so if they get beat by one and then we beat Vancouver by multiple goals then we would be above them but pretty much if we win it's 
very likely that we'll move on if we tie. So you're saying we even have some potential of coming in second in the group yeah. with four points. Yeah, because San Jose will be done. San Jose plays their third game before we do, and it won't. And if we beat Vancouver, it won't. It will not matter. Um, uh, what happens in the last game since yeah. the most points they could get would be three. Uh, if we tie, uh, it's not impossible that we could still move on, but we would need someone. a lot of help yep. from other groups. Um, we are, it does seem like we're getting, uh, we're getting some of that help. Um, if we just like other groups, it is fun to see um, Atlanta. They've lost two games. Um, that's nice. Um, sucks that Portland won a game. Uh, or beating beating the Galaxy, but the Galaxy are trash, so that wasn't very surprising. Right. But obviously, you know, with two thirds of the teams making it through into the next rounds, uh, obviously a lot of teams will be there. Um, but the Sounders have to go into this game treated as a must win, and Vancouver definitely has seemed like a beatable team. I think the question is, how much energy can the Sounders come out with? Can yes, they play? Yes, hopefully we won't we look tired we have we have the rest now um so we got it we got to come out firing hopefully we get to see Gio paulo that game is tomorrow 10 30 eastern on 30 pacific yeah on fox sports and you have a prediction for the scoreline no just like in the playoffs last year we won't be doing we're not going to do score predictions um for this game but everyone knows what we're rooting for. Everyone knows we'll be watching. Everyone knows we'll have our... Scarves up. <laughs>